she is moving us off my car with one arm, you know, and, and I'm like, oh man, I might lose this battle. So I'm telling her, Hey, and I'm like, and I'm thinking Sam in my head, this, at this point I have her against the car and I can hear Sam going in my head. Don't say fighting one. Cause you're not fighting one. So I have my, my, <laughs> so I have my arm. I have one arm kind of free. So I grab my hand mic and I'm like, I got one resisting. What's up, everybody? Tyler here from the Antihero Podcast, and I'm selling out for an ad. However, none of this would be possible on the audio platforms without Spotify for Podcasters. Spotify for Podcasters allows me to record, edit, and distribute to all audio platforms for the Antihero Podcast. So if you're thinking about starting a podcast, all you need is a mic and a computer. Hell, I don't even think you need that. I think you literally just need your phone. Spotify for Podcasters is for you, so give them a try. That's a lot. Oh, man. I didn't have any of it done before you got here. I had a lot done before you got here. But then every time I go to do this, I realize I didn't delete storage. So. Hey, Sam. Hello. <laughs> Just chug one real quick. <laughs> so it's been a while since you've been on. A month. A month? Yeah. Since, since it's just been me and you. It's been a while because you came on with Miguel. Do you, you probably don't remember that one. Uh, <laughs> don't finish a bottle within an hour <laughs> before you get here. You yeah. came here with this much in it. <laughs> so this is your topic. It's not my topic. You brought topic. it up. You texted me and said, I, I want to do because you always ask. You're you always <laughs> asking me about topics. So when I think of it, were you I'm mad gonna, at the time? I want to talk about fucking kiss ass politician <laughs> brats. <laughs> no, I just I. Whenever we do this, when I go home, I'm like, we should have talked about that. So then I text you. Mm, that's true. And then I forget to text you, and then I think of it like a week later. So mine was promoting in law enforcement uh, the best routes for promotion and politics in law enforcement and people kissing ass to get where they need to get to. Do you think that when they like when a new cop starts to be a cop, I don't think anybody starts law enforcement like trying to be chief or sheriff. I think it's a point. Like, do you think it's a point in their career where they go, you know what, this is the route I want to go. And then they start acting a certain way from then on that. Yeah. I, I don't know. Cause it's like, I feel like with our era, which is, you know, the just unique because we, it's like the nineties early, the before the body worn cop, uh, body worn cameras, those type of cops were way different. And now they're turning into our leadership, which is funny because they're writing us up for stuff that they used to do all the time. Worse. They used to be worse. Yeah. I mean, like, but it's those guys. I guess it's veteran cops. They eventually want to promote and get more money. And that's the thing. I think that there's only in the, when you achieve rank in the government world, it can only be for money or like feeling good about yourself to feed ego because like why else would you like i mean of, of course there are outliers and i'm we're not assessing we're not analyzing the outliers that's not what you do with an outlier but the overall majority like why become brass mm -hmm. you know of course there's a chief out there that loves to be a leader and loves to have a, but you know overall i don't i think the uh for me the three mm, Maybe the four best paths that I've seen in my three places that I've been to promote is going to community relations or be the public speaker, the PIO, the person that deals with the news and um, training and then <clears throat> PSD or IA, the guys that investigate other You're talking these are the best routes to take, to if fast track? Want, yeah, to promote, yeah. get FaceTime with important people. That's true. Yeah, so PSD like, is or Anybody, anybody I've seen that went into community relations or those fields have always promoted and promoted fast and promoted more faster than guys that have been cops for like 10, 15 years. Yeah. And when we say promote or we're talking the promotional process, I I don't know about you. I'm speaking lieutenant and up. I'm not speaking sergeant because the funny thing about 
I don't want to say all exams, but the exams I've seen is that there's no test scores once you test for lieutenant. It's pass or fail. So at least there's a test for lieutenant, right? Mm-hmm. But then it's pass or fail. So you could... Excuse me. Sorry. You could do really good on that test. Mm-hmm. And someone else can do awful but just pass by the skin of their teeth. Now you guys are side by side at the pickings of higher ups. Who are we going to promote to lieutenant first? You and that's I mean? where the politics come in. Who, yeah. Whose ass you kiss and what you do. And that then <clears throat> in government, you and I are just the pawns in that game. Yeah. And they use us to do what they need to be done. Well, and like I also don't think that, uh, you know, You'll n- you're not going to get, in today's world, you're not going to get cops, cops in past sergeant because they can do that. If they can pick, like, you can go take lieutenant's exam all day long, but they don't have to necessarily, there's no, like, there's no, like, oh, he has to be picked in this amount of time. You're just on the list until you get picked. Now, there might be some things I don't understand about it, which is, you know, possible, but from what I gather, it's... You know, and it might be different for some places too. Like the the lieutenant's test might be scored like the sergeant's test, but where we work, it's not. It's just you pass or fail. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't. I didn't really pay attention to that process in my last places. I just it was it was you know who 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 was the best politician to get it at that point for becoming a lieutenant in some brass. And the good point you brought up was cops, cops. What's cops, cops to you? A cops, cop. A, a, a cops, cop is a defender of the street cops who, as long as you didn't have any malicious intent and your morals were good and you didn't, you know, it wasn't such an egregious mistake, a cops, cop would, would be a supervisor who goes to bat for you and, and states that, you know, this is the job and these are humans and there's going to be human error. So, mm-hmm. you know, they're kind of like your unofficial union reps in the ranks of when it goes on in the office chatter, you know, like, it, and then when paper starts sliding down, a cop's cop says, no, you know, so yeah. like, is that what it is to you? Yeah. That, and uh, I would say another thing that for me is like a supervisor that doesn't go out of their way to try to get you in trouble. Yeah. That's becoming less and less. There are, there are, this new generation of supervisors, which it blows my mind because a lot of them have 10 years and plus most, but there, I know that there's some that are just going, they're good test takers. They take the test, pass it and get picked. And then they're on corporal, take the test, pass it. And now they're a sergeant and they've been a cop for six years. Yeah. And they've been off the road for four years because they did. Yeah. They went to CIA criminal yeah. investigation. Yeah. That's another route. Be a detective if you want, because you get more face time with the brass and they get to meet with you more. The, the best way to promote in law enforcement is having face time with your lieutenants and captains and above. Yeah. Because they do sit down and they pick who they want. And it's. Well, also, gonna, I mean, I'll be, I'm not, I, it's known being. Probably for most agencies, being on the SWAT team will fast track you into promotional specialized units. I'm like literally watching a position, you know, that's people are dropping out of. Mm -hmm. It's not a rank position. It's a special section that's looking for a specific rank. And there's applicants that put in one of them's on SWAT and people are dropping out just because, you know, that that SWAT team thing carries over. So Mm. that's another that's what I would suggest to people that want to promote. The ones that I've seen promote the best and get the highest is the IA cops. The eternal affairs. Yeah, that's yeah. another good one, the, too. The, if you go there and do your job and do what they tell you to do, you're going to get to captain. You're going to get to anywhere you want. All three of your last all three of your agencies you work for. That's what you saw. Yeah, all of them. Yeah, I saw cops that were. I saw a cop that had 20 arrests, was on the road for two years, and now is a lieutenant. And oh, yeah, that person, that. yeah, that person promoted between before guys that were cops for 15 years that had touched every field in law enforcement and are really good people and are like cops, cops. That's the 
That's a downfall yeah. now. Oh yeah. Well, to I be mean, a cops cop. Have you what? I challenge anybody to send me a story about a supervisor they have that is not afraid to lose rank over morale or not morale, uh, a moral issue or having a backbone. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, like it's that it like supervisors that we work with and that I worked with in the past in another agency. They're fucking terrified to lose that rank. It's not like they're like, I can't go back, like go back to what you've been doing for 10 years. You can't do that anymore. And it's like, you know, and that's they're terrified to challenge, to question, to, you know, you hear it over the radio, too. You're like, you know, you're like, why is the supervisor saying this or not saying this? It's just because they're fucking afraid. Nope. The worst rank to have. And I'm sure we'll get pushback on it but i feel like the worst rank for military and uh law enforcement was a squad leader a sergeant because you were like the ultimate middleman bearer of bad news the e6 told you hey we got to get this done and it sucked oh yeah like the buck sergeant yeah yeah. and then you have to go and tell your guys and you know it's so stupid and they tell you you got to sell it it's the same thing in a briefing room or a roll call room you know, That's what I'm saying. A squad leader, a sergeant in law enforcement, his lieutenant's going to tell him or she, they're going to tell him, hey, do this. I want this done. And he's going to say yes. And so yeah. now he's got to present it to these guys and be like, this is stupid. Well, when you're sitting in a room in front of 50 cops, not 50, that's a lot, maybe 20 cops, 20, 30 cops, mm-hmm. and you're the supervisor and you got to say something that's so fucking stupid, I expect my supervisor to say, guys, this is what's fucking coming down. This is how we're going to handle it. All right, guys, you know, like a little, little wink, like, hey, you know, you have to understand I'm getting it from the top. So we're going to do it this way or, you know, because maybe not the best move is to say, fuck that. We're not doing it. But I've sat in briefing rooms where if it came down from the captain that I want all the deputies to stand on their head for 12 hours for shift, my supervisors would have been like, hey, guys, you know, what? we got to stand on our heads for 12 hours because they want it. Like, there's no buffer anymore. It is straight down the pipe. The first place (laughs) I worked for, I had to go write tickets for people. I don't know how to explain it. Using their sprinklers at night, and they weren't odd number houses. Was that a city ordinance or something? Yes. (laughs) I had to go and do that. And that's like my sergeant had to tell me. And then, (laughs) yep. And I go write tickets or people parked on sidewalks. And I would have to go and take pictures and all that. That's what they would tell me to do. And, you know, my, well, my supervisor, he was awesome. He ended up retiring. Everybody ended up leaving. The first place was more unique because everybody left. But there were supervisors there. There's a supervisor there. He's a captain. And he was a company man. Oh, yeah. He was a snake. Worse. He looked out for, he looked every way to get cops in trouble. And they loved him for it. Yeah, he went out of his way to get people in trouble. He got people in trouble, and they loved him for it. And it's like the ones who go after cops just for their own gain is—it's sad. It's, Our job is stressful it's, enough. Uh, it's it's sad because they hide behind rank and bat. They yeah, you can't do anything because if you if you say they'll give pushback, it's insubordination, conduct unbecoming, snake you, and like the most like like to where in any other scenario. You would punch that person in the face for what they did. They go out of their way to snake you. Like, I always thought, like, but they're always going to be there. It's, you know, they they shouldn't have had a badge in the first place, and they are probably ousted from the road culture. And they were like, oh, I'm going to go to community relations and and because I don't fit in with actual people that want to do this job, Uh, you know. Well, it's funny. My dad told me a story, and this is he—he he was a cop, nineteen seventy, ninety, and he retired nineteen ninety. Okay. And uh, he, right when back from Vietnam, he became a cop. <clears throat> but he told me that because I used to bitch to him about this stuff and about stuff on that just daily work. And he was like, "You know, it's funny. There was this captain that used to go in an unmarked car, and uh, he would drive around and look for the beat cops that weren't wearing their hats." Write their badge number down and then send it out and have the sergeants go and write them up for not wearing hats. And he was a New York cop, so you know how they make the hats. Yeah. And he said. So they've been around forever. Yeah. But (laughs) it's, I I guess, like, but that's a captain. He's going out of his way to get cops in trouble. Yeah. 
And uh, he's captain. We're just. I mean, I'm not saying there's not good captains out there. It's getting more rare and but rare. It's becoming more political. And that's like another thing. People terrified of losing their fucking job. Yeah. And that's, I, I like, so you have city and uh, county politics. You have the sheriff that is elected by votes. And then city's chiefs are usually appointed by the commissioners. So I feel that um, with politics now, it's, what do you think is worse? Having someone appointed by a appointed, few or voided? Appointed. But the problem is, is that not to give away where we work, but, okay, so point, Real quick, all sheriffs, like in the whole country, do they all? They're elected. But no, I don't know about the whole country. That's weird. And sheriffs are different in every state. Yeah, because up north they ran the jails for yeah. us. Yeah. Down here in Florida, sheriffs are the cream of the crop. Like, that's where you want to go work. Um, they're elected, and city chiefs are appointed by the city council. To me, that's worse, because if the city council of this liberal-run city, um, they don't like how the chief's producing, they can fire him immediately or fire her immediately and then appoint someone that's going to get the job done for their initiative. To me, that sucks. A sheriff can do whatever the fuck he wants. However, he's got to get his votes. Where we work... We have a county mayor that's on top of the sheriff, and the county mayor is the old sheriff. Mm -hmm. So he went from sheriff to county mayor, and a new sheriff came in, which was the old city chief, and they just kind of like rotate up. It's so fucking political, it's insane. Like yeah. they all just move up a seat, and one underneath, better not fucking, mm, don't fucking, you know, right? Is that the vibe you get? No, you will. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Did I get too far? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, how do you feel about kneeling? Chiefs kneeling or leaders kneeling across <clears throat> the country? Oh, um, with that stuff? To me, that's like pledging to ISIS. I think that um, just like the military, and it's, it's weird because the military, you can't get political and... Just like this, we can't do stuff in uniform, correct? Because mm -hmm. we can't say we're representing we can't, this. We can't honk at uh, like DeSantis rallies. Yeah, or we, can't, we can't. We can't do anything. Uh, so I think that should carry up all the way to leadership. Yeah. Just like so, when people I watch the video about the generals, they all sit and they don't clap when the president was doing something. They do that all the time because they can't be like. Yeah, they're not supposed to be. They're yeah, not supposed so to clap at all. And that's that's I right? think law enforcement, huh? They're not supposed to clap at all. No, they they don't clap. They don't oh, do they anything. They don't clap. Okay. Yeah, they don't do anything. They yeah. just sit there and because they can't be biased. Yeah. I think that's how it should be when it comes to law enforcement is Oh, what do you feel about this certain certain uh scenario? <laughs> Can I see that? <laughs> Apparently my nipple was hanging out. <laughs> How long was it hanging out for? The whole time. What's <laughs> that? Oh, you're welcome. Nipple. nipple. So give it back to Kendra so any at any time she can just. Okay, so kneeling. I I sorry. I yeah. agree. Kneeling should uh, but don't. Are you gonna sell those shirts? No. Under? Okay. This is a uh, Kenny Powers from uh, yeah, yeah. Down. just missing everything. It's muscle cut. <laughs> okay. Anyways. What were we talking about? We were talking about leaders not getting political. Yeah, they shouldn't get political with anything. When they say, hey, how do you feel about this? They should say, they should say my police department, my county, won't. we do things differently. We don't do that. Never. Or just don't say, I feel like this, this, and this. They shouldn't just get involved. They say, well, we're I here mean, to answer our calls for service you and can't, do our job. You can't negotiate with criminal activity. So the leader to the leaders that said, Oh, I'm not going to, uh, or I'm going to kneel or lay down to appease a community to stop riots from happening. That's not good because the riots are going to happen no matter they happened what. Either way. They're going to happen. And so now you're setting yourself up for failure when you appease, when you kneel to crime 
you know, every time, you know, instead, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Law and order has to, people might not like it, but it is what it is. And there's been riots since we've had cities. It just happens. Yeah. When it, I, bad things always happen, especially in government world and in law enforcement, because you're addressing, you're addressing the worst of the worst. So something bad's going to happen, but I don't think we should get all political and, you know, favor one side, favor the other side. And that's for, you know, right wing or left wing. It's just, we're here. We answer our calls. We try to be the best we can be. Mistakes will happen. And yes, there are bad people out there, both sides of the fence. And we we'll, did not uh, get political. Yeah. Both sides. Yeah, they're both sides of yeah. the fence. And we'll address it. That's just how it is. Mm. I mean, it's it's crazy. And then everybody just uses law enforcement as i don't know like just <clears throat> the be all for answers on everything well we'll try to revert back we were talking we got to talking about like yeah, we always go sideways huh we always go left to no right. it was fine we were talking like math we were talking like top tier uh not top tier but the most rank you can get in law enforcement i think we started talking about mid level between street and the chief of police, right? The brass, the middle. Yeah, if you want to, if you want to push past lieutenant, you have to be a politician. You have to kiss the, your boss's ass because they're the ones who promote you. Yeah, it's true. Like you can't go in there and be like, "How y'all running this sucks? I can do better. So give me the job." They went, "No, we're gonna give this job yeah. to this guy who's a yes man because he sucks the best dick in the office." Yes. Well, man. to me, <laughs> to me. When you get promoted, it is a promotion is a responsibility and an opportunity. Mm-hmm. It is not an achievement. Now, granted, if you studied hard and it was, you know, it is a little bit of achievement, and I'll, uh, that's okay. But overall, you, you get promoted, you get a phone call, it's a, I did it, and then it's back to the drawing board of how am I going to be a good leader. It's not call all your friends. I did it and celebrate because you're not a leader if you're doing that. It is a huge burden to be to get promoted from where you are. So you're in the military. You get promoted your first time. Now you've got dickheads under you and you're a giant dickhead yourself. Now you're like, damn, I'm in charge of these dickheads. Like, And then you're a cop. You've been the street cop your whole life. And now you promote. And now you got these kids or these adults underneath you and it's just different and it's a lot and to be a good leader. And I, I guess I, I'm assuming that the people that get promoted want to be leaders, Mm -hmm. but you know, I think that's starting to fall short in the promotional process. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't think you and I, or do you want to, um, do you, do you want to (laughs) promote? Mr. Nipple. <laughs> yeah. Um, I the thought ones about for the bras that you put the tape so your boobs don't slip. I thought about it, but I don't think I'd last. And I and I and that sounds like a cop out. It really does. It sounds like I'm just saying like, oh, but I tried something at my agency that not a lot of people try. And I was ousted because of the way I think and do things mm-hmm. and you know, uh, people don't like, I just can't, I can't mold the way other people, they want people to mold. So I'm already an outlier on, as a street cop. I get, but at least I can survive there. I don't know if I, I would last as a, uh, as a supervisor. I mean, do you, I, I would eventually try. I'm going to try. I'm not going to be the one that, Never tries. I oh, will try. You probably go in every shift with KY already in your butthole. Like, <laughs> I, I don't think, well, when I was in the military and I became a supervisor, that's when I saw that. Well, in the military, I knew I couldn't get fired, so I just would always say my, you know, right? Like, I, well, for me, I was like, <laughs> you guys need people. And we're currently in, in, I was like, I'm currently in Afghanistan. You're not going to say, bye-bye, I'm sending you home. So that's how I knew. Here's your severance check, go home. <laughs> That's how I knew that I couldn't be fired. They just hated me because yeah. I was always a pushback. I mean, like, 
do we really have to sweep the motor pool in the desert? Yeah. Like, does that make sense? Yeah. In 140 degree weather. All right. Let's let's give you this. Um, there's a car break. Um, everybody from the caller or the victim, the caller, to the supervisor that responded on the radio, to the deputies who aren't listening to the radio and aren't breaking from their calls to go to this, right? Like a car break, like somebody, some kids fucking breaking in a car, stealing shit. They got it. Witnesses saying it went that way, right? Everybody who's not on a code three call should be breaking from what they're doing and starting to converge because you can catch this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's say 10, 15 minutes go by because of all, because a lot of people made mistakes and mistakes happen. I get it. But a lot of people made mistakes in a row that led up to we're on a 15, 20 minute timeline. Okay. Are you going to make the pilots man the bird? And get in the air for something fucking stupid that you know he's gone on foot. So what, fif- yeah, fifteen twenty. Well, or are you I feel go- like for me? I would only, I would only call the helicopter when it's like an in progress thing. Yes, yeah. If you if you feel it in your guts as a cop, we can catch this guy. I need a bird. But when it's like, oh, I got to check the boxes. I need canine. You know, whether or not, you know, it's fifteen twenty minutes depending on the dog. That's a long time to be hitting a trail of scent, right? But okay, but and then that's, to, and that's the canine. He still has to respond from somewhere. From so somewhere, he's not teleporting. The the bird, the pilots have got to load the bird, start the bird, take the bird off, which is let's not say we're not worried about money, but it's thousands of dollars to, to put put that thing in the air, you know. And then now they got to respond to you. That's still a couple minutes minutes for them to get there. And I only say this because I was on one last night and they're just circling and everybody's playing the dog and pony show. No one will just say, I'm sorry for calling you. We didn't need you or no, we don't need you. It's been 15, 20 minutes. I'm making the command decision to not fucking bring the bird out here because of the time late, time delay. Mm-hmm. It's fucking scary. How many people won't do that? It, you know, it's, it's, I think that's where the miscommunication too with law enforcement and the citizens is like, we don't it, like give the reality to the citizens that like this is ridiculous what we're doing because I've done my one of my places we had we actually had to do our own cost recovery and so um, we're supposed to yeah well I think they I think other people do it just like there's another section that does it but oh I see I, when I worked for somewhere smaller it was us that did it anyway I did a cost recovery and it was around seven thousand dollars. For a kid that stole a jar of pennies out of a car. Oh, like, oh, for the manpower that was used? (laughs) (laughs) For a kid that stole a jar of coins out of a car. And we had the helicopter. We had dogs. We had all these grown men chasing this 15-year-old kid. And it's like we don't tell the reality of that. It's like the citizens expect, because, you know, the citizens, when they call, the world revolves around them. Yeah. Nothing else in the world is happening. Like, they'll call, oh, why did you take so long? Like, well, you know, there's not 10 million of us out there, unfortunately. Yeah. And so that's where we, that's another thing is, like, I think the brass and the head honcho should talk and be and just give the reality of it is, like, we can't be doing this all the time. Well, first off, brass won't even be honest with their cops. About manpower issues, Mm -hmm. you know, but it's like anything political. As soon as you show a weakness or saying, hey, this is we're not doing good. You're never going to hear a president saying like, hey, this is my downfall as a president. This would be my downfall. He's never going to say that. Mm -hmm. And then when he's in when he's in office or not, or he's running for office, there's never they're never going to shed light on any weaknesses or bad things. So, you know, a sheriff or a chief is not going to say to people like, hey, you need to fucking start voting this way or that way because we have no deputies. Like, we can't fill. Like, if, oh, my God, I don't want to get. Well, I would say another thing, too, with, like, uh, politicians and even law enforcement cops coming into this, uh, they want to make change. They want to make a difference. Mm-hmm. And recently I went, I had to train somebody just for a few shifts. And he was like, "Oh, I want to." Did you make film it. every day? No. Good Sam. Oh, that's a different I Sam I no. know. I know. <laughs> well, the guy was humble. He was old. He was our age, 
And okay. he's like, I really want to learn. He was he wasn't a cocky young kid. Okay. So he was cool. That's all. I mean, like, and he was humble. And how he talked to people, he wasn't like a dick. Yeah. To people. But he was like, I really want to make a difference. I was like, What do you do before this? He was a teacher. Oh. So I was like, yeah. more respect. And I talked about my job in the SRO. And uh, that lasted all yeah. eleven months. <laughs> yeah. So I he was like my difference. I said, and I always ask everybody, and this is where I get real. I said, uh, what difference? Because uh, unfortunately, good people want to make a difference, but bad people don't. And that's what usually wins all the time. Yeah. And so we don't tell that to the citizens, like, when it comes to that stuff. Or the politicians and stuff. And Yeah, because what happens is, is that you go out there and you try and you try and you try. And then you just mold into a cop who's out there collecting a paycheck and then you start, then you realize I'm not going to make a difference, but I can enjoy my job. So then you go out there, the next phase is enjoying your job. And then you realize you can't enjoy your job because you're going to get in trouble so much. So then, then I mean, a lot of people, it's, it's, yeah, it's battlefronts on from. Yeah. A lot angles. of people evolve into the crusty cop that just goes, collects a paycheck and goes home and literally thinks and uses the least amount of energy in his brain for the job. He go, have you ever had an FTO like that when you're new? Like, just like paperwork. It could be the most like awful crime in the world. Oh, paperwork I, I, yeah. needs to be done, and then we leave. <laughs> yeah, I had some. I had some funny FTOs. I had one FTO who was like trying to get into brass, and he was a a douchebag. And then I had another FTO who was like, nothing matters in life. Is this guy gonna kill himself? <laughs> so. But yeah, the best way to get promoted is investigate cops and getting them in trouble. Yes, that is true. Or community relations. That one's another one. I've seen every community relation cop get sergeant lieutenant. Can I tell not, you? Not any way to get promoted. Uh, don't start a podcast. Yeah. Or, or have you ever met any union people that were involved in the union that, that could... Because if you wanted to go, don't to you have to step away from the union after you leave? have to? Okay. So, but have you ever met a union guy? I've never met a union guy that is now brass, but like you, like a like a lieutenant or a captain or a major that was like, oh, back in my day, I used to be with the union. Yeah, we were fucking uh, no. Because it's no. a decision. Every I, I would say like you're probably 90, flagged. Ninety percent of the lieutenants and above that I've known have been off the road after their two year mark. Like they were a cop, got out of FTO, did their one year, and then went somewhere else. Yeah, and then and they, then, and they, then come, they. Well, I don't think a lot of brass or admin are realizing the arrests that we're doing on the streets now are getting worse and worse and worse because people do not want to get arrested, and their society's starting to see. I can put up a fight, and the police can't beat me up like they used to be in oh, the seventies. Oh yeah, 70s. I, can, I can fight cops. And it's actually, I'm, yeah, they promote that to run from cops. Yeah, and I mean, as, as long as you don't physically strike me, yeah, you can do anything but bite me, kick me, or punch me, or slap me, and it's a misdemeanor. So I can wear myself out, rip holes in my clothes, break my uniform, sweat, bleed, scratch myself, injure myself to put you into handcuffs, misdemeanor crime, as long as you don't strike me. So. You know, people are starting to realize that. So apprehensions are getting a little bit more throughout the years. I mean, I've been a cop seven years. I've seen it a little bit on scale. You've been a cop, what, 10, 11 years? Mm -hmm. Have you noticed from when the day you started putting people in handcuffs to now comparatively, is it getting like, it's like more. It's, not, it's like it's when I have to put somebody in handcuffs, I'm it's dreading it because I know it's something because the news, this is the news's fault. They make you feel like it's okay to fight cops and that if the cop is doing something wrong in your mind, you can fight them. Yeah. If they're like, oh, this was an illegal, you detain me illegal so I can fight. Yeah, I don't agree with this. And so this actually happened the other day. I'm not going to get in the, into the details of it, but I had uh, probable cause to place a female under arrest. Now, this was a very big female. She was about your height and very wide. So, um, went to do it, did the whole, you know, I did, went to do the whole, like she was saying, no, no, no. And I did the whole, I, I, you know, to me in my head, when I grab your wrist like this and start moving you and, you know, not jamming you up, but just doing the whole, come on, you're under arrest. Most people, 
they're going to talk shit and but you know yeah. but why, but why, they're not going to they're why? not going to do the but well she did and i had to press her up against my car we're in, we're in the right lane of a three-way three-lane traffic and she is moving us off my car with one arm you know and and i'm like oh man i might lose this battle <laughs> So I'm telling her, hey, and I'm like, and I'm thinking Sam in my head. This At this point, I have her against the car, and I can hear Sam going in my head, don't say fighting one because you're not fighting one. <laughs> so I have my, my <laughs> so I have my arm, I have one arm kind of free. So I grab my hand mic, and I'm like, I got one resisting. <laughs> so many more syllables, so, so many more syllables than just saying fighting one. I have one resisting. And of course, she was like, 10-9, repeat, 10-9. I'm like, I have one resisting. And then, so I have her, and I'm like, ma'am, I'm going to have to put you on the ground if you don't stop resisting me. And I said it probably three times, and I uh, safely escorted her to the ground using a takedown technique. Uh, she fought the whole time. Yep. And she was like, oh, you broke my arm as she's pressing off the ground. So at one point in this scuffle, that no strikes were th- Throw. She did not hit me, and I did not strike her at all. This was simply I decided she's such a big bitch. I was gonna side mount her and just lay on her mm-hmm. beca- until my backup could, could arrive. But BJJ, yeah, well, there you go. It worked, and because uh, I remember thinking like, if I get my ass kicked in the middle of OBT, you will never hear. I'll never hear the end of it. And I'm like thinking, I don't know how many people have cell phone footage of this right now. But, you know, if it was a dude your size all day, oh, man, that cop got beat up. That's terrible, man. That sucks. No one wants to make fun of, you know, but a fucking chick beats me up. Okay, yeah. I probably, I'll probably bleep that out. That's sexist. Yeah. <laughs> but I was just thinking about my buddies. You know, they're just never going to let me live it down. So I just stayed on top of her side mount. And, well, one of the things she was screaming was, I'm pregnant. Now, this didn't come out of her mouth. Until we were on the ground rolling around, right? I'm also trying to stop her from crawling into active lanes of traffic, mm-hmm. right? So there's three lanes going one way. We're in the number three lane. She's trying to crawl in a number two lane. And so I'm trying to keep her from getting slaughtered. And I, I'm holding on to her. And she's like, I'm pregnant. I'm pregnant. I'm pregnant, right? Well, I did my whole use of force report, you know, because she complained of an injury. So we had to do one. And... My brass was not happy with my use of force. And they said that um, they, through the way that the, what's it, uh, the way it, it looks, not the scope, but the, uh, the, view. the lenses, the, the lens, there you the, go. Yeah, 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 something like that. Like, ha- so dumb. It looks bad that a, I'm just going to say what I heard from my suit chained down a white. Mm-hmm. That could look bad. They offered no help, no what to do other than what you did. They just said it looked bad and they didn't like it. And I got a verbal counseling. And I was telling my superior, I was like, my. And then so when I was talking to my immediate chain of command, I'm like, well, no kidding, I had a verbal counseling because they can't really punish me because they didn't do anything wrong. And they agreed. My immediate supervision was like, absolutely, you did everything textbook. There's not. What are you gonna let her up? Like, oh, sorry, you're pregnant? My bad. I'm, what? A, geez, sorry, stupid me for taking you to jail, right? Because, but it's coming. There will be a news clip or a big case where a female loses a baby mm-hmm. during an apprehension. Instead of it being her fault and charging her for manslaughter, it will be the police's fault and we'll have another big, what was that guy's name? George Floyd type thing, Mm -hmm. but it will be the cop's fault. And then that will be the big change where if you say I'm pregnant, it's like, I can't breathe. The next I can't breathe is going to be, I'm pregnant. It's going to get to a point of just like, (laughs) you have to let everybody go. (laughs) And you joke in 50 fucking years when our kids are cops, hopefully not, but they're going to be like, dad, I'm not allowed to arrest people. And you'll be like, and to them, it'll just be like, oh, yeah, that's cop. It's going to be like Demolition Man. <laughs> I don't I've never seen that movie. Is that good? You haven't seen with Stallone and Wesley Snipes? Yes. Yes. <laughs> you never seen that movie no. yet? Oh, my Is God. it good? It's a good movie. It's in the future, and cops haven't faced any crime. And Wesley Snipes, he, he's a criminal, and then they have to actually face crime. They don't know what to do because they've never faced crime. And 
Oh, so nice. they've like done away with crime in the future? Sort of, kind of. Like everybody listens, and so Wesley Snipes. And he tra- he time travels. Yes. Ooh. Can you watch the movie? Yeah, I will. Okay. When are you going to come on again? Are you going to go like into another hiatus where you don't show up for another month? Maybe. Why? Because I have to. I'm trying to lose weight. So you can't sit down on a couch for an hour? Yeah. <laughs> you know you don't have to drink three cans of Trulies while you're here. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm so boring. <laughs> I don't think you're boring, Sam. It's oh. great. Well, I would say recently with news, I saw something with a county where they tased the guy and the guy went on fire. <laughs> So I saw that on that's the news. Funny. But the thing is that that's what took caught me off guard was they called the bad guy who ran from the cops and fought the cops. They called him the victim and they called the cop the suspect. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? And the cop. OK. Can again, you tell us the story? So people that don't know, a lot of people aren't going to know. Well, from what I read, a guy ran from the cops on a motorcycle. They, right. Yep. And they caught him at a gas station. He fought them. And the fight continued. Wait, Somehow he was with... Because what happens was when you take off on a motorcycle, you will outrun the cops all day long. However, when a cop sees you from across the street and says, hey, he's at pump five at the shell, they're all going to swarm in. And it's called taking you down when you land at the mm-hmm. gas pump. And then... Then the fight happens and somehow... And I don't know the full story. They just said he got covered in gas and one cop tased him and he went up in flames. So I don't think... That a cop, in that scenario, should be a criminal and go to jail because he—I don't think he—he he intended for they that. They charged result. him for with culpable. Mm. How do you say that word? Culpable. I'm not saying it. I'm like it sounds stupid. <laughs> culpable <laughs> negligence. It's a misdemeanor, yeah. so he obviously. Is but he's his getting job. charged with a crime for yeah. essentially doing his job for using a tool that's called a non-lethal tool, which they promote for us to use in those type of scenarios. Bro, I there's so no it's, way it's, it's, this fucking taser and all the rules that come with it. There's more rules about using a taser every fucking year, and you're supposed to think about those rules and understand those rules when you're fucking, when you're. To some extent, sometimes when you lose fine motor skills, when mm-hmm. you're in such a critical incident, or you, and, and I'm not saying that in a couple of years, cops are going to be able to go, someone's going to square up to you and you're going to go, fuck you, dude, and you're going to go hands on with them. But new cops, that's a confrontation they may never, they may have never been in a fight before. And yeah. so it's like, ha, 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 ha. That's how that, you know, the cops. That's how people get shot. That's how they like, go, taser, taser, and shoot somebody. And shoot some. Yeah. It's, it, it, it for law enforcement to get strong again, it's not the I, I don't think it's the officers. It's the people to support us that because the people, you know, there are people that do support us, but they're more quiet because they're looked yeah. frowned upon. And the people who hate us and riot are, you know, they they look like heroes in the um, it's OK to hate cops now in the downtown city that we work for. There was. I guess there was some kind of civil unrest or or maybe not where we work, but there was civil unrest somewhere. And it was during like a huge incidents where all the cities were on standby because everybody was yeah. riding all over the country. Well, somewhere in the country, there was video footage of somebody. Get, so when riot squads go out there, they have their stick. That's mm-hmm. their they, the sticks very rarely used to strike someone. It's mainly used to push to hold a line. Right. Well, there was an immediate knee-jerk reaction to some video footage that came out. And I know for a fact, our agency for a week was like, hey, just take the sticks away. So everybody was standing, holding a line with no sticks. That's so <laughs> army right there. That is so Yeah, like, army. uh, uh, uh. And then they were like, we're going to wait, how it, see how it feels in a week and give them back to them. But right now, hey, we don't use sticks here. Again, politics. Yeah, it's the worst. The people need to support us to stop letting, you know, because the weak are the ones who are the loudest and the quiet of the strongest and it's it's you know it goes it flip-flops the pendulum swings but i think it all started when i was a cop when the president was saying that america has a problem cops have a problem with america yeah it was obama 2000 it was right after trayvon martin was killed by a civilians that wasn't a cop that that wasn't even a cop but it was that was that's what started it that was the spark of all of it yeah we have a problem with this and i mean 
You took a report for George Zimmerman? Post Trayvon Martin? Wait, wait. This is a good... She should talk about this here. No? Okay. Well, I mean, she can. That's an awesome fucking story. Well, I mean, it probably wouldn't. What could you make it? All right, good no. story. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, that's where it all started. And the pendulum swing to hate cops and make it okay to fight cops. I don't know how many times when I'm on um, uh, perimeters. I was just on a perimeter the other day. I don't know how many times people gave me the middle finger and told me fuck 12 and everything. Really? Yeah. Wow. I was like that. You know, there will be people that uh, are in restaurants like, oh, thank you and everything. But like when it comes to being out there, I feel like I get more hate than anything else. Yeah. Well, where you work? Where do you work? Oh, I know. That area. Yeah. But I was I went to the bad area to help with the perimeter. And I'm just standing there. And I'm looking, looking. And this guy honks. He's like, oh, he looks at me he's like, yeah, I was like, mm. <laughs> I can't do anything. I'll get in trouble if I say you're a cocksucker. <laughs> I have to be better than you and just take it. Yeah, because so there's no it. warrior spirit anymore. I mean, can you imagine the 90s if you were to fucking drive by, even walk, like flick off a cop? He's going to flick you back. He's going to flick you off. Like, it's two people. Bro, when I was in New York, my friend, he thought he was a thug, and we were walking, and the cop rode by, and he's like, fuck you, fuck the cops. And he went, <laughs> <laughs> he got out, he reversed back. We were crying. He made us cry. And I wasn't even the one who did it. <laughs> and he was uh, he was gonna it scared the shit out of us. But Dude, yeah. That that cop would have been fired. Oh, immediately. Immediately fired. And I was like, Well, I'm not gonna mess with the cops. But it was just so funny. I my heart stopped when I heard those breaks. <laughs> I'm gonna beat your yeah, ass. Because uh, it was like during Tupac and Biggie, so it was <laughs> And he's like, and got real. All right. So to recap our episode, we were talking about admin. And yeah, it's just uh, to promote. You're going to have to do those uh, brass FaceTime brass jobs. What? FaceTime brass. FaceTime brass. With the brass. FaceTime. Oh, have FaceTime with the brass. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, have jobs. They give you FaceTime with the brass. Yes. FaceTime brass jobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So be, go investigate cops. Via community relations and promote. I, it is good money. It's not the best of money, but it's good money. I, I mean, know. we we have a job and we could be eating our subway and get shot in the back of the head for this amount of money. If you're trying to lose weight, I wouldn't need subway. Well, what? <laughs> yeah, Jared was a child molester. Yeah. What do you? Okay, so what? What? Okay, let's talk about what do you eat at work now on your new. With your new goals, no more Choco Balls at the Wawa, right? Mm, those are so good. <laughs> <laughs> well, are you packing a lunch? You packing? You eat well, once? it just it depends. Like where I'm at right now, just like everybody else, everybody's complaining about it. We're understaffed. There's not enough of us. So like you have the intent to eat something healthy. And then just, you know, I had a domestic and then my next call was a domestic. And then I had a... Um, sexual battery at the hospital waiting. So it's just when I went to the hospital, I grabbed one of the club sandwiches and a a monster, not a truly, oh, a monster. And that's what I had at the hospital. I think it's, you know, a little more difficult in the law enforcement job is because you're answering calls for service. Yeah. As a patrolman. Yeah. I know there's other types, but. Well, here's the difference between me and you. And I call us street cops all the time. And anybody that is a street cop. And I'm not shitting on slower agencies or smaller cities, but I mean, where we work, it you there's nowhere to fucking heat your food up other than hood rat fucking gas stations, and there's no time to eat it. So a lot of dudes eat their meals cold. Um, a lot of, if you're not trying to eat like shit, mm -hmm. I can't do that. I will go into a gas station where the, everybody stops talking and looks at me. And be like, beep, 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 beep. <laughs> and everyone's just kind of staring at me. Like, eh, and they get out and go, you know, because I can't eat it cold. But, you know, other than that, and then on top of that, you work night shift or late night hours. Yeah, you're looking at, at 11. McDonald's and, you know, maybe. So I, what I don't, what what's getting me is I don't eat because I'm like, all right, don't eat McDonald's. And then, like, when I 
go eat at home, I eat like a shit ton of food in one sitting. And, and then you go to bed? Then I go to bed. That was my biggest thing. I always thought, calories in, calories out. And then somebody was fine. Everybody was like, oh, well, no, you can't have three gigantic beef tacos and then go to bed. I'm like, it's calories in, calories out. <laughs> no, that's not how that works. So I was like, okay. Yeah. 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 So you're supposed oh, my to give testosterone's of like an 80-year-old right now. Are you going to take testosterone? I don't know. The, uh, when I was watching a little, what was his name? Sicario, Sacaro, Cicerio. Oh, Dave. Now you got me all fucking. I actually never said his last name. He's Italian. Sicario. He was a tough Cirillo. 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 Damn it. He's got a good Italian name. Cicerello. He's talking about that. Sicilian. I don't know. I know he's got his last name on his uh, wait. Was list he in the job. Marines? Uh, no, he was a street cop his whole life. Young, like when his um, he started like military age. He started cop work. Oh, okay, yeah. But he's one of those guys that, like, you know, I I was super intrigued on how he can eat. And there's certain bodybuilders that work. Ronnie Coleman was a cop. Yeah. Well, legit, he but was, uh, I mean, those guys will eat cold food. They'll yeah. they'll bring their little Tupperware in, and they'll just, just yeah. I don't have that down. David Goggins mentality. Yeah, yet, like so people are like, the- food is fuel, it's not to enjoy. Like, no, not for me. I'll f- yeah, but I'm not as bad. Like when I was meeting up with you, and I was getting my uh, Choco balls, and my Twinkies, <laughs> dude. Oh man, <laughs> I ate my stress. Are you still doing the heroic industries thing? No, I didn't do that. I stopped that. Why? Because I have to. Because it was free. <laughs> Him and he always does check up on me. And you felt guilty? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you block his number? <laughs> no, we still talk. Feel good? Feel yeah. like a good stopping point? Anything yeah. else you want to talk about? Just edit out the obvious where you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm not getting promoted. So you're not getting promoted. Did we mention any. What's my name? Well, you do. It's so obvious. So, if you're a piece of shit and you know you're a piece of shit, it's not my fault. You know you're a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. 